Now entering Nerdist.com. Big Pop Fun. Break out the extension cord and plug in the fake fireplace. It's time for another earbud warming chat on Big Pop Fun with Tom Wilson. Here's Tom. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Big Pop Fun 100 or whatever, whatever it is, because I didn't look at my list beforehand to see what I've done or what I've said before. Because, you know, that's how I am. Hey, welcome. Welcome, both of you. Um, Both subscribers that are still with me. Since you subscribe to the podcast, it will show up in your little subscription thing. So if you downloaded it, thank you. Uh, thank both of you. Welcome back. I am the guy who, um, who, well, can't get many guests for his podcast, but, but, um, I've been, I've been planning a solo podcast, uh, for, for kind of a while now. Cause I didn't know what to say, but Hey, first of all, thank you for being here. Thank you for downloading it. If you subscribe, thank you for subscribing. Tell a friend about it. No, I haven't given up. I'm just working on things. I've been working. I've been over at Nickelodeon playing the psychotic banana in a show that I hope makes it to the air someday, a pig goat banana cricket. Uh, I've also been playing my own evil, sort of evil self on the show. But thanks for being here. Big pop fun. The, yes, a magical sleigh ride of enchantment and wonder as we click our tongues, however we do that, and get the horses to go in the middle of summer and say, hey, where has Tom been anyway? And why can't he do a solo podcast? It's brought to you by Art. Um, Big Pop Fun is brought to you by Art. Support artists wherever you are, especially living artists. You know, why go buy the Rembrandt painting? First of all, you can help a living artist who's painting or building things or making a show or playing music. Uh, tip the musician. Tell the actor in the play that you appreciated being there. Uh, and buy a painting, a small painting, that would uh, really enrich your life, that someone made with their hands. So always support art wherever you are. It's also brought to you by, by my book, uh, The Masked Man, available on the, the Kindle and the Nook and the iPad and all uh, all the e-readers and also as an Audible book, an audio book at audible.com. Or, uh, you know, you can get it through Amazon called The Masked Man. And I read the whole thing myself. Because I, I'm one of those readers, the old Bill Hicks joke that actually he swore happened to him in the South somewhere. And he was at a luncheonette as we comedians are many times and ordered some lunch and, uh, you know, pulls out a book, which I, I do all the time, pulls out a book and is eating a book with his lunch. And some guy said, Hmm, looks like we got ourselves a reader. Uh, so anyway, um, I haven't done a solo solo podcast in a while. I haven't had a guest in a while because I was uh, I was sad and didn't know what to say about my friend uh, Father Ron Young, who was a guest on this podcast and who passed away uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, it was a great surprise to me, a great shock. His uh, his health failed quickly, and he passed away uh, very very uh, close to my house. 
Uh, and I'm still, um, I'm still bummed out about it. He was, uh, for those of you who didn't listen to my conversation uh, with Father Ron, I, I thought it was interesting. I, I wanted to talk to someone in a podcast that nobody talks to on a podcast. Uh, we, we chase our own tales a lot on in the podcasting world especially within the pop realm that I'm you know, that I'm a part of and we all know that pop well pop certainly eats itself and I'll have more to say about that in the future but uh, pop certainly does eat itself so I wanted to get uh, off the beaten path and talk to someone who hey a catholic priest like why why would anyone be a catholic priest in 2014 uh father run had had his reasons pretty good reasons to me I mean not for me but he um Anyway, it's an interesting conversation, and if you haven't listened to my conversation with Father Ron Young, go back and go go into that gigantic warehouse, bigger than a Costco, right, with all those boxes next to the Lost Ark, and look for the Big Pop Fun podcast with Father Ron Young, OMI. We had, uh, I profited a lot from our conversation. Uh, I didn't know what to say about Father Ron, because... When he had first passed, it seemed that I should come on and do some, you know, eulogize him or say say something grand about his life. And his, his life was certainly grand. And he was quite um, an intellectual and a writer and an academic and a teacher, uh, a college professor. Um, but what I, what I wanted to say about Father Ron was he um, always, always inspired me on asked me what I was doing artistically, and he, uh, a Catholic priest teaching missiology at the University of St. Paul in Ottawa, Canada, would always want me to be more adventurous, more edgy, would, would want me to explore my voice, and his, his thing to me was always that I should go further than I'm going, to be more adventurous, to, uh, to, to get out there in the world and the culture as an artist and and create things and say things so so and i was hey look i've done my share of unusual things i'm a guy who who did a one man show based on a crazy singing cowboy wild west show that was the show was really about the question of uh, is a sense of innocence able to be recaptured in within modern pop culture i mean which that was seemed out there to me. Look, I, 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 in whatever, the late 80s, I did a series of art photographs, open exposures using Christmas lights um, that were based on the, the, uh, that Robert Frank book of photographic collection called uh, the, the Americans. Look, I, no, that did not, no one really, didn't do anything. Nobody understood what I was talking about and uh, it didn't help my image at all. But Father Ron egged me on so that I am egging you on to both find your voice and then say what you have to say and do what you have to do and go deeper, which uh, he was always inspiring me to do. And by that, I don't mean in some, in some theological way. He meant grasp life, get in it up to your elbows and do something artistic. So I'm, um, I think I'm going to be spending... Uh, the rest of my life doing that and and i'm happy about that but the, you know but as far as what it's done <laughs> my 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 show about a singing cowboy or my my time lapse christmas light 
photographs uh, has not done anything. I've never been an image guy. I I didn't change my name when I came into the show business to you know I didn't change my name to Thunderbolt Johnson or something, which I would recommend you do if you're coming in because I just went with Tom Wilson and uh, I think as I've said on the podcast I. There was a Tom Wilson in the, in the Actors Union, and there was a Thomas Wilson, so I changed my – I didn't change my name, but I used my full name, which was okay by me, Thomas F. Wilson. But if your name is Michael and you ask that people call you Michael, people will call you Michael. If you call some a guy Dave and he says, well, really, it's David, you say, oh, okay, sorry, David, yeah, and you call him David. If your name is Thomas and you say, well, really, it's Thomas, people say, Why? What, why can't I call you Tom? Well, it's uh, Thomas because of the Actors Union. I'm going with Thomas now, and then they introduce you as Tom anyway. So, yeah, and so that created big problems, and I was so, story fugue, story fugue. I haven't been around, but it's Tom. Time for a story fugue. Um, so, yeah, The Tonight Show. Johnny Carson actually changed my name back to Tom because I was on the, my first Tonight Show, and I was backstage, and the uh, Jim McCauley, the talent coordinator, came to me and said, well, then we're going to uh, have a little musical thing, then a commercial, then we bring you up, Tom Wilson, then you do your comedy, and then you go over to sit with John. And I said, well, if we, you know, with, with the Actors Union, Screen Actors Guild, it's it's Thomas F. Wilson. So I, yeah, could you, could that be my name on the show, please? And he said, uh, I'll be right back. He went back uh, to talk to, I didn't know who, but he came back in three minutes and said, Johnny wants to call you Tom. Okay, so uh, Tom it was from that point forward. So yeah, I didn't go with Thunderbolt Johnson. I went with Tom Wilson. I know it's a common name. There's a hockey player named Tom Wilson. There was a baseball player named Tom Wilson. And there was a football player named Tom Wilson. Tom Wilson produced all of the early Simon and Garfunkel albums, early Bob Dylan albums. Tom Wilson was an outlaw in the Old West. Tom Wilson wrote Ziggy. It is true. Ziggy, I... Story fugue, another story fugue. But for, for many years, people would send me uh, Ziggy comics and they would cut them out of the Sunday paper, Ziggy, mail a stack of them, like 50 of them to me and say, will you please sign all of these and return them? So uh, I did. I, for many years, I signed every uh, Ziggy comic that was sent to me and sent it back to people and they would uh, Send, they would literally send me a piece of paper, not the re, not a return envelope, not with return postage or anything like that. They would send me up just a piece of paper and say, uh, Tom Wilson, Ziggy guy, please draw Ziggy and send it back to him. So I would. My Ziggy looks very much like a stick figure with two eyes and sticks for arms and sticks, but I would write that and and sign it. My version of Ziggy. Uh, from so there are a lot of counterfeit Tom Wilson Ziggies out there. Just so you know, but uh, yeah, but no, but uh, yeah, I went with Tom Wilson. Brian Grazer. I saw an interview with him years ago. Brian Grazer is a producer, many Ron Howard movies and many many movies, and he has that. He has a voice. He's got an unusual thing, voice, and his hair sticks straight up. He was one of those early guys with the hair sticking out to the sides, up, and everything, like the the electrocuted guy hairdo, the whole bit. And he was really a character. And I, I, mean, I always had this feeling that those guys usually put it on for effect, and uh, 
there was some interview in the New Yorker where he said, yeah, yeah, he just thought that would be memorable, you know, doing his hair weird and kind of talking with a weird or unusual voice or something. He said, just the, that thing. It works. It works. So if you're coming to show business, uh, change everything. Call yourself uh, Thunderbolt the Mighty Q and just do weird stuff. I, I wasn't even, I wasn't good at it. I was trying when I was like 19 living in New York City, new actor. I was try, I was trying to be memorable. I don't know, other guys seemed to be memorable and I was just kind of studying acting and thinking, well, you just be solid. But I saw this baseball cap that had sewn into it like the the, the wings of mercury. They went out extended out backwards from the cap in wings a baseball cap with wings like you were flying and i thought that's really cool nobody had that oh that'll be an unusual image thing that i'll do because i'm yeah people will know me as the wing cap mercury guy something i don't know so i buy this hat that wasn't cheap because i was poor and i start I started wearing this baseball cap with wings on it, these big mercury wings. You know, oh, I'm going to wear it everywhere, and I'll, that'll be even an image thing. Well, n- nobody – it's New York City. Nobody commented on it, but then I'm walking down Broadway, and I'm right at Lincoln Center, and I look over through the glass. There was a, there was a restaurant there called O'Neill's Balloon right across from Lincoln Center there, and who is staring at me through the glass? He's having lunch with somebody. The great ballet master, Rudolf Nureyev. I'm not kidding. I knew who it was. I have a good eye. New York City. Rudolf Nureyev is looking at me and smiling and telling his friends. He's, he's nudging his friends. Look. He's looking at me, pointing me out to the people he's with. It's Rudolf Nureyev. No one understood my image thing with the wings, except I'm standing there in an intersection at Lincoln Center, and Rudolf Nureyev gets it. He gets it. And I'm thinking, well, that's kind of a, you know, that's sort of a hoity-toity guy to get it, but just as I'm, I'm swooning in my finally, somebody gets my hat knows that it's mercury for and is pointing out to his friends that behind me i've stopped i've stopped traffic on the sidewalk and the guy geez for having wings on your head you don't move too fast hey let's go wingman it's new york let's go so um so much for image making so i gave the image whole thing up i really did that really after my hat that thing was that's done. I thought, I thought that professional competence and the ethic of study and the application of hard work would triumph. And, of course, I was really, really wrong about that. Um, but, you know, people, <laughs> people want an endless show. They want a show. They want a show of your life. They want your show. Look, pe- look th- the fact is, the Brian Grazer thing, the, the people who create the show of their lives – will get opportunities to work and be memorable that the that the workman just doesn't get. The life as show people, in my opinion and my experience, they get famous. Now, you know, the uh, asterisk, many become morose and suicidal, and they many, you know, don't survive 
the image thing because they were taken on this dangerous journey, you know, very far from their true selves. And they, you know, the old Aristotle, the act, the mask an actor wears is apt to become his face. But, um, but it is a way to get famous. I think that was Aristotle. The mask an actor wears is apt to become his face. Boy, I, you know, somebody will comment me and say, dude, it's Plato's. You, it, no, I, th- I think it was Aristotle in the poetics. Anyway. Um, so, uh, look, I, Tom Wilson. Yeah, my, sorry about the break. My phone rang and, uh, cause I didn't unplug it and now it's unplugged because I am so, as you know, a professional podcaster par mediocre lance. Um, yeah, the way to get famous being uh, being a dandy and a and a what being doing the the things that are unusual and piquant to uh, make people remember you. I, look, I've been on a, a Letterman a number of times. I was on the Tonight Show a number of times. I told you, uh, you know, yeah, name drop thing. But I did Letterman a number of times. Hey, the jokes went very well. Um, I was tremendously received. It was very nice. They, they were very nice to me. Dave was very nice to me. They were, um, my, my appearances were repeated on best of nights when Dave was taking a break and they, you know, they show up in DVD sets or whatever. Anyway, uh, my friend, my compatriot, my coworker, the, the, the fabulous and talented actor, uh, Crispin Glover went on, uh, Letterman. This is, you know, now decades ago, but he went on with a wig and a, a false eyeball collection and wore these huge platform shoes with bell-bottom pants. Yeah, and the, and the long wig and almost kicked Dave in the face. My point? It worked. It worked. <laughs> better than being funny. Better than my th- – look, people have talked about it for decades decades it's on youtube so go look it up it made him famous forget jokes i should have kicked letterman in the face i would have you know i well okay maybe i should try to go back and find my baseball cap with wings anyway what's my point in this solo podcast where i just turn it on and begin talking with only a few bullet points in my head um i got rudolf nureyev's attention in the streets of New York, through the window at O'Neill's Balloon. Is that the point? You know, I once, <clears throat> another window. <laughs> Thanks to subscribers, another window story. I once, I once stood on the sidewalk in New York City. Um, this is many. This is decades ago. Uh, I was on Columbus Boulevard outside a natural food restaurant watching Yes, I was watching people eat myself. I um, I was watching the painters Peter Max and Larry Rivers having dinner together. Uh, Peter Max, well, Larry Rivers, like whatever, I don't forget, the, the godfather of pop art. He started in like the late 40s and early 50s doing his stuff. But Larry Rivers and Peter Max, a later... Um, you know, sort of a pop artist businessman. I still, I love his paintings, but uh, but two pop art giants having dinner together at this natural foods restaurant 
on Columbus Avenue, and I didn't know what to do. I did. I really did. I, 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 I was young, but I, I knew enough not to bother them. I didn't want to walk into the restaurant and, you know, order some wheatgrass juice at a table for one and just, pardon me, fellas, but I, I know you both uh, done your parts to revolutionize uh, pop art, and I, no, I didn't want to do that. So what did I do? I didn't want to just leave. I couldn't just go, oh, Peter, Max, and Larry Rivers having dinner and just walk down to the park. No. So, yes, I watched them. I stood there in the darkness of Columbus Avenue, and I just watched Peter, Max, and Larry Rivers eat dinner. Look look up, look up, them up. Look up their paintings. Um, they're very famous, but um, both are huge pop icons. And here's the thing. Oh, coming back, coming full circle, both are kind of pop cultural dandies you know what i mean they live they're living that dramatic they were they were characters in their life now now they would call it personal branding and that's hey look you you both of you who are listening to me if uh, if i have a personal brand if tom of the simple name wilson has any personal branding uh coming from me it's that um, I think that whoever came up with the term personal branding should be canoed to the middle of uh, an expansive lake with a, a cinder block, a chain, and a padlock of some kind. And the cinder block, chain, and padlock, and the personal branding inventor shouldn't return. Um, here's the thing. You and I know that I've been personally branded. Against my will. Uh, I am pop art. <laughs> look, I walk with myself through restaurants and airports and malls. I look, you know, you can disagree with me, but I'm telling you a fact. I am pop art. I mean, take that, Andy Warhol. I'm the, I am the piece itself. So... Yes. People now watch me eat at restaurants sometimes. Um, usually in a combination of kind of shock and respect at the, the number of French fries I can get on a fork and shove into my mouth at the same time. But I'm pop art. Um, I'm dealing with life as a Campbell's soup can. As a Liechtenstein a comic strip come alive. I'm still, I think, for many years I've I've remained in my Warholian 15 minutes of fame, I think. But, as we all know today, for right now, I'm a guy who can't get a guest for his podcast. So, minute 16 looms. Thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging in there, subscribers. Um, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I'm, I have contacts. I, oh, I'm going to be talking to people and bringing it on the interwebs for you. But thanks to the Nerdist Network and Chris and Katie and everybody there. Thanks to Emily Wilson. Thanks for everything. Hey, thanks to you mostly for um, for listening to the podcast. Thanks to McPherson Guitars for helping me out with my live show. Come out and see me live. And uh, hey, email me info at tomwilsonusa.com.
Now leaving Nerdist.com.